it's the box office bomb squad so we break down some of the biggest bombs they ever hit theaters and today's bomb is 1993's so better than axe murder harriet harriet hard-hearted harbinger of haggis beautiful bemused bellicose butcher untrusting unknowing Unlove, Ed. He wants you back! He screams into the night air like a fireman going to a window that has no fire. Except the passion of his heart. I am lonely. It's really hard. This poem sucks. Uh, so this movie—it's it, interesting. Uh, well, I mean, we're gonna break into it a little more, but like, I think this is one of those films where the title fucks it up, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it didn't make the top ten on release. It, it didn't even get close. It was against movies like Line of Fire, Jurassic Park, Cliffhanger, Last Action Hero. I mean, there it came out in an absolutely stacked summer. Um, they were hoping for a, another Jim Carrey with Mike Myers, and I feel like the the few complaints I have of this film are due to the fact that they're forcing Jim Carreyisms onto Mike Myers. But we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, in the end, this movie made twenty seven million dollars on a twenty million dollar budget. So for the time back then. The movie about broke even because the the it was a lot cheaper to advertise back then, and you didn't have to put as much into it. So this movie technically isn't a loss, but also made no money at all. So yeah. it's just one of those break even deals. So it didn't bury anybody in this film. Everybody went on to have pretty decent uh, uh, careers after this. Yeah, and we uh, picked this one because it was our our Valentine's Oh, Day no, episode. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's still a flop. It's still considered a <laughs> flop because of the fact that it made no money and it has arguably a megastar in it. I mean, granted, when you look at it, pre-Austin Powers, pre-Shrek, Mike Myers wasn't really a megastar. He had Wayne's World and stuff like that, which did fine, but that's it. So it's kind of an interesting uh, approach there. But as far as the love film goes for our Valentine's show, by the way, happy Valentine's, everybody. Great choice. I, I think you, <laughs> you did. You hit the nail on the head. It was, it was fantastic. And I know that you chose one specifically for me. And I want to do that one. And I won't say it because we might do it next year. Right. But when you when you brought this one up, I go, oh, well, no, this is the one. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Which so. surprised me because I thought you were going to pick the other one. Yeah. You, uh, you were just right with this one. This is what was right. This is the right time for this. It's just right for this one. This so, was the I one think, for me, the one that yeah. I wanted. And then I thought you'd pick the other one. And then we picked this one. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you, I like you, both you of them, but great. Because you, know. you pulled these ones out. I didn't pull any in your way. You just basically were like, well, I know Brandon likes this movie because uh, he's talked about it. So I'll throw that one in there. But yeah, you like did great with this. Either way, let's talk about it. You know how many fucking bugs Dave Bautista has to stay that big? <laughs> so many probes in so many holes. That reminds me of a big... Had to be an ass joke. Oh my god, let's talk about it. 
There she goes. There she goes again. Yeah, this, this song plays like six times in this film. This movie is nineties all over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love the soundtrack though. Sorry. It's, it's not bad. I yeah, because then like Two Princes plays. And I was like, I, I yeah, like man. Two Princes, yeah. That's <laughs> I will say this. When you're watching this film and you start, the intro jokes are terrible. When he's sitting on the couch and he's like, Ugh. excuse me, I ordered the large. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, it's I, just like. It's, I hate that. That bothers yeah, me. But that was a Jim Carrey. Yes. Yeah. Like, because Jim Carrey would be like, sorry, I ordered the shrimp. And like, it would make sense if it was Jim Carrey saying that. Uh-huh. That's that's one of the Jim Carreyisms forced into this film. And it happens, and it's really frustrating when it happens because Mike Myers is good, and he can be good. That's not a Mike Myers joke. Mike Myers is better at, like, sarcasm. Like, think of Wayne. Quiet sarcasm. Yeah. And he can be loud and be funny like he is as Wayne in Wayne's world. He can do that. But this that was not – that is not a joke that was written by him. That was bad. That was, like, to the point where if, if that was the first scene I saw in this movie and I had the option to not watch it further, I may have turned it off. Right. And it happens again. They they co- go back to oh, the yeah. exact same joke again. And that time he says it twice, which is even more painful. Yeah, it's it's not. He like crosses his eyes when he does it. It's not. It's not good. It, it's it's painful. It is painful. <laughs> and it's in the opening salvo of the movie. And I do feel like some critics probably got turned off that quick to the film and didn't give this film the open chance that it deserved throughout. I, I believe it. Because the rest of his performance is much better. Um, so let's just go through the film. Now, obviously, we start out in the club. We learn he's a beat poet. What a, And the intro, as you guys heard, that's one of his beat poems. That's the one he uh, <laughs> says to get the girl back. Uh Beat poems are weird. <laughs> beat poems are weird. I said it in beat poem uh, yeah, for some did. reason. <laughs> beat poems are weird. These poems were bad. <laughs> this movie <laughs> failed. <laughs> Again. <laughs> he used the idea that his dad was Scottish. That became Shrek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a fucking upright bass playing behind me the entire <laughs> right. time. Uh, I thought the mom kiss was awkward. Yeah. Uh, every time she grabbed his friend and like made out with him was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, they really went for it with that joke. And it's uncomfortable to the point where it's hilarious. So I, I'll give him credit on that joke because the, the friend never like is a dick about it. He just pulls away and he's like, oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> right. The friend, yeah. by the way. I said this off air. I love the friend. Oh yeah. What, his what was uh, I forget his uh oh I forget that actor's name. Oh he's a Anthony he like, It's uh Lapaglia 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 I would say Lapaglia I could be completely wrong but yeah. Um he's in a lot Anthony of stuff. Lepaglia. He was in Without a Trace. He yeah. was in that show for a long time. Empire Records he was the boss. Oh yeah, he's the Boston Empire Records. You're right. You're right. Yeah, uh, I like him. He's, he's an Annabelle. Yeah. He's great. I actually really enjoy him in this. I love the idea of a of a like a cop that's mad that his job is safe and boring, right. and that he wants to be Superco <laughs> and like get. Re- and then his the police chief just to play exactly into that joke. 
the police chief is such a sweet, kind man. <laughs> Played by Alan Arkin. Yeah, and he's like, and Alan Arkin is so funny in this. He's like biting his nails, like, oh man, I don't, I don't want to yell at you, you know. He's like, you're not in trouble, you're fine, you're doing great. And he's like, no, yell at me. <laughs> and then when he does, when he finally like decides to play along, he starts screaming at him and everything. And then like he stops at the end, he goes, oh, that was great, by the way. And he goes, the the Italian slurs weren't too much. He's like, no, you did great. He's like, oh, great, that's good. Yeah. Just so excited, he did well. It was really funny. <laughs> Alan Arkin is a fucking legend, though. Oh, Man, yeah. he is so good. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, it's funny, too, because I wrote this. I go, I don't understand some of this and how it's supposed to be funny. The jokes, the coffee house, and the butcher shop montage were incredibly cringy. But after that, everything became quite funny. It yeah. was like those two scenes, which I feel like are the two scenes made to uh, showcase his comedy, are the worst scenes in the film. Because when we get to regular storytelling, he is hilarious and it's not cringy or weird. It's just like, oh, this is funny. Yeah, I agree. They they almost I think they would have been okay if they would have been cut a little bit shorter. Um, yeah. You know oh, that that montage. Yeah, man, it, that it montage goes for, is long. It could be half and be yeah. borderline too long. Um, most of the jokes don't carry. The, the few that I do like is when he's got the steak hanging out of his sleeve. He's like, Mom, Mom, there was an accident in the back. <laughs> you know? And then the other one where he's massaging the meat and he's mooing. He's like, <laughs> You know? Th- those are really the only jokes that made me giggle. The rest of them are just kind of annoying. Um, oh, yeah. He, and that's, I think, I think uh, the side characters in this all killed it. Oh, yeah. By the way. Michael Richards. Oh, so I'm the insensitive man. <laughs> that was funny. Also funny because considering what he did in real life, that's funny that he said that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I liked his character. Thought it was very funny. Charles Grodin, who's another legend. I'm commandeering your vehicle. No. No. <laughs> I just the He's way just, he says is so yeah. good. No. Drive faster. No. No. <laughs> and, and like he barely has any lines stay here i might need to uh bring her in your car no. just takes <laughs> off it's so good he did such a good job steven wright yeah you've done this before right oh yeah plenty of times great just never at night <laughs> that's the artificial horizon it's better than the actual horizon <laughs> phil hartman Play my name hartman. is john johnson but everyone here calls me Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> I love Vicky. He's really good. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. he's the best. Vicky's the best. <clears throat> uh, Did you know that Nancy Travis chopped the end of her finger off during the butcher scene? Yeah, I heard. Uh, that's why <laughs> later on in the film, when she pulls her rings out of the powder thing, uh-huh. she has a big ass bandaid <laughs> yeah. on. And yeah. that's why. They had to it reattach like her, it. Yeah. They had to reattach her, uh, the tip of her finger. Yeah. Cause Mike Myers was, uh, Making her laugh or something. Yeah, yeah, distracting. But how how are you using real knives? Yeah, why in the hell are you doing actual butchering? <laughs> that prop master is making some fucking mistakes, man. Yeah, for you, sure. You don't Mike use Mike Haggerty's in this. Yeah. You know Mike Haggerty from one of your favorite films, Space Truckers. Well, of course. He's in a lot of stuff. But there's a couple space trucker people in here. There are. Yeah. Debbie Mazar. Hag- Haggerty and Debbie Mazar for mm-hmm. sure. Oh man, 
uh, Ralph is a woman's name. Okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's like, I took, oh, he was a martial artist. I took up martial arts. But there's like fucking swords and stuff on the wall. I'm like, how advanced did you get? Right. <laughs> like, holy shit. And when he's running up the stairs after meeting Ralph, he calls her Linda. Yeah. Which is not even the actress's name. So I'm not sure no, where he came from. I don't know Linda. where that Linda came from. Yeah. I will say this, though. Amanda Plummer as Rose, great casting. <clears throat> oh, yeah. As a scary, creepy sister. <laughs> yeah. Like, she did so good. The shower scene at the beginning, where she's like, I won't, I'll tell her that nothing happened. Like, that was good. <laughs> yeah. The, and when the, the, uh, spoiler. Oh, okay. So, premise of the movie is this. Uh, Mike Myers believes that the girl he's dating is Mrs. X, who is a woman who has married and then seemingly killed her three ex husbands. Uh, as of the Weekly World News, you know, that magazine with Batboy. Uh, but it is the most published magazine in uh, mm. the Americas, you, so you know. By the way, I asked ChatGPT to just give me a synopsis for this movie. Oh, sure. Oh, that should be a new thing we do, by the way. It's always yeah. funny. Yeah. You want to hear, hear it? Because yeah, it actually, it it. actually I is. Synopsis. I would much rather hear what ChatGPT says. It is says. actually pretty close. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm surprised. <clears throat> so I Married an Axe Murderer is a comedy masterpiece that might be a little wrong there featuring Mike Myers as Charlie a, commit, a commitment phobic man who discovers his dream girl Harriet played by Nancy Travis might just be the stuff of his nightmares in a plot twist that makes tender horror stories seem like child's play Charlie begins to suspect that his new bride might be a serial killer as he navigates the ups and downs of marriage he hilariously questions whether the till death do us part might be taken a little bit too literally when Mike Myers playing not only Charlie, but also his eccentric Scottish father, this movie <laughs> delivers laughs, suspense, and a healthy dose of bagpipe humor. Watch out for the unexpected twists, and remember, love may be blind, but it's not necessarily axe-proof. <laughs> well, good job, GBT. Take me out of a job. <laughs> uh, the twist is that uh, Harriet is the victim here. She's never hurt anyone, but her crazy sister Rose is over possessive and has been killing her husbands because she's afraid that they're going to take Harriet away from her. Right. They do a good job with that though. I don't think it's evident from the very beginning that that's the case. I think they do a good job at making it seem like it is Harriet. Uh, they just, they just do good. I, I just think that it's done. Okay. I don't think the story here is bad. Uh, if this movie was written a little better, you and acted a little better this movie probably would have done fine it's just you have a lot of like lower tier actors you know that have and every one of them has gone on to do great things but it's early in their careers they're not as polished yet you got you you didn't you didn't put enough like old school learned people in this learn ed people in this Weird pacing because of that. The pacing of the movie is very odd. We have like an entire arc at the very beginning of their relationship failing, and then it goes back to normal, and we have an entire arc again. It's like the movie has two climaxes. Very weird. But well, but I don't think that's too bad. I'm naked, aren't I? <laughs> Quite nude. <laughs> uh yeah, you get to see Mike Myers' ass in this. This is the second movie in a row. Didn't we do Surfer Dude last? Uh, we did do Surfer Dude. So we saw 
McConaughey's ass in that. Yes, we did. I saw a cut of uh, Outlast's, uh, but or er, er, yeah, Outcast. But er, instead of "All Right" by Outcast, they replace it with McConaughey saying "All Right." <laughs> so it's like, "Hey, fellas, <laughs> hey, ladies," and it's like, "All right, all right, all right, all right." Yeah, okay, I'll do. I'll take it. That's fine. <laughs> There is a lot of looking at the camera in this film. There's a lot of third wall breaking, which or fourth wall breaking, which is really odd. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Mike Myers does it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, the police chief does it once. Mike Myers' father character does it once. I don't mind it though. I I, no, I think it's it, it, in it's it's a Mike Myersism. Yeah, he does it. He does it in every movie he, he does. Yeah, he did it in Wayne's World a lot. He does it in Love Guru. He does it in Austin Powers. Yep. He does it in everything. I like it. It makes the audience feel like they're in on the joke. Yeah. Well, that's you know? his, that's one of his things that he's good at is that like slow kind of like uh, like the undertone pacing where he makes the joke and he looks at you like you get it. Right. You know, and that, and it works. That's why whenever he's doing jokes in this that aren't a Mike Myers joke, it's so evident. It's so badly sure. clear that it's not one of his jokes. Yeah. You know, I found that the uh, the French title of this movie, when translated directly into English, actually is When Harriet Axes Charlie. That's funny. Which they did on purpose to... Uh, when Harry Met yeah, Sally. When Harry Met Sally to make it seem like that. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, that's just clever right there. It's just at the reception, the wedding reception. Did you see the dude just fucking crazy dancing to just bagpipes? Oh, of course. Yeah. He is like going all out dancing. <laughs> and it's just like bagpipes playing. Is I all mean, that's some crazy bagpipes, man. <laughs> I do like that they lean into the Scottish thing in this because like people forget that he's Scottish until you hear his Shrek voice and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. If y'all like, if y'all want my body, I just think I'm sexy. <laughs> I was eight and a half months premature. It's <laughs> like a Stephen Wright. So funny. Well, that was offside, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. I was reading that um, when Anthony uh, LaPaglia was laughing in that scene, it was actually him corpsing completely. Like, oh, he, really? He you know what? He couldn't I hold character because Mike Myers was ad-libbing all these lines. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Yeah, the uh, the Pentavariat. <laughs> yeah, the Meadows. <laughs> uh, which ends up becoming a movie of its own in 29 years later. Right? No, long, it was good a, for them. It's a long burn. Did you see the note that Sharon Stone was originally Harriet? Uh, I did not. So they originally cast Sharon Stone... But while they were looking for someone to play Rose, Sharon Stone demanded that she also get to play two characters oh. and she get to play Rose as well. And they were like, I don't think that's a good idea. Oh. So she left the film because of that. Eh, yeah, that would have sucked. Well, Honestly, Sharon Stone's good, but Nancy I don't know Travis if she's good did a great or, job. Or she could make herself look different enough to play this crazy sister. I, I, know, I am happy for that beat poem at the end that tells us the plot of the film. And honestly, you know. Um, personal preference. I think uh, Nancy Travis did a better job than Sharon Stone. I like Stone Nancy could've. Travis. I actually like her. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that new. Uh, uh, oh, what's it the um, Last Man Standing? 
I was never a huge fan of that, but I yeah. her three men and a baby. I always thought she was good in that. She's the love interest in Becker, and I used to love that show. She's one of the love interests. She's not the girl, the dumb woman that works with him, but the other one. She was in that Rose Red film. Like she's one of those actors that she's done a lot of weird little roles, but she's she's always pretty solid. I think she was the she was you know it's funny? She was the love interest for dancing on Becker. She's the wife of Tim Allen on Last Man Standing, and I'm pretty sure she was the wife of Bill Ingvall for the Bill Ingvall show. Bill Ingvall show. Really? Yep. She's also in a movie called Married to the Mob, which is funny considering Mike Myers broke up with one of his girl's friends because he's pretty sure she was in the mob. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, she was his wife because his he was Bill Pearson and she's Susan Pearson. Okay. Yeah. It was his wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never, I never watched that show, but. Oh, um, Jennifer Lawrence was their daughter, I guess. Lauren Pearson. Yeah. Uh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, uh, She's also uh, Nancy Travis is also in one of my favorite forgotten about movies that we'll probably eventually do on here. I believe it failed. Let me look real quick. Oh, yeah, this movie felt bad. <laughs> and that is Gerard Depardieu's Bogus. <laughs> no, I remember Bogus. Yeah, little Haley Joe Osmond has an imaginary friend played by Gerard Depardieu. And Whoopi Goldberg is his uh, psychologist. But Nancy Travis is the mom in that. Can I can I get a Gerard Depard don't? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I remember, where I I heard remember that, that movie. <laughs> watching that movie back to back with the movie uh, Drop Dead Fred. Oh, it doesn't even remotely hold a candle to Drop well, Dead. Well, no, Fred. Drop Dead Fred is way better. Oh God! Now, also, I, Bogus is I probably more family friendly too, though. <laughs> huh. Spider webs up there. <laughs> no panties. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely way more. Uh, Let's see. Yeah. That oh, was, no, that movie made plenty of money. Drop Dead Fred? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It didn't yeah. do great. It had it, a, about a $7 million budget. It made $24 million, but Yeah. For the time period, that's pretty good for a basic comedy. Oh, yeah. With my boy, Rick Mayall. Yeah, and all God, the things he did. So, yeah, well, he got hit by a car, didn't he? R.I.P. He was 56. He died in 2014. I think he died from like a heart attack. Did he? Yeah, he died just a few years ago. I remember it being a thing. I thought it was way way earlier than that. Uh, Mayo died of a heart attack at his home in London, June 2014, at the age of 56. Who am I thinking of then? I don't know. It was one of my one of those child one of those people I watched in movies as a kid. Hmm. All right. Well, that's one of those moments in in my brain that just doesn't work correctly. Oh, hey, I mean, he still died way too young, but at least it isn't what I thought. Comedian dead after being hit by a car. Let's take a look. Sam Kennison died in a car wreck, but not hit by a car. (laughs) Kenny DeForest? I don't think that's him. No. That guy's young. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. I, I was young when I got that imprinted in my brain, so it's hard to really say. At this See, point. Rick Mayall always reminds me of one of my favorite obscure people, Yahoo Serious. Yeah, for sure. I love Yahoo Serious. Or uh, I think his that? name's Greg Peed. Yeah, little uh, <laughs> what was it, Young Einstein? Young Einstein. 
Oh, Young Einstein, so good. And, Reckless uh, Kelly, also yeah, good. Reckless Kelly was the other one. That <laughs> Reckless was Kelly has one of my good. favorite setups for a stupid joke ever. Okay, I know this has nothing to do with the movie we're talking about, but I gotta, I gotta mention this. If you don't want to see that movie, I'm going to change your mind. When we meet Reckless Kelly, when we meet him, he's the last of the Kelly gang. He's the last. He's he's the last of the descendant of Ned Kelly. In that movie, he has a dog. And at the beginning of the movie, he's setting in bed. It's showing how he wakes up every morning. And the dog comes up. It's like, rough. And he goes, that's right, boy. And he's eating cornflakes. He goes, come on. You can say it. Cornflakes. And the dog goes, rough. And he goes, okay. Eats a bite. And he goes, we'll try again tomorrow. Whole movie goes by. <laughs> he gets shot. He's dying. He's like bleeding out. He's super scared. He calls his house. The dog answers the phone, rough. And he goes, boy, go get help. I've been shot. The dog goes, cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest <laughs> fucking joke ever in a movie. It is so fucking funny. I laugh every time. It's up there with we ain't found shit. Oh, that's a good one. In any film ever. Yeah. Uh, Cornflakes. Oh god. I fucking love so fucking funny. Did that movie make that movie had to have failed? <laughs> you think? Well, I mean, it wouldn't have been very expensive. I can't imagine a twenty million dollar budget. It only made five million. Put it on the list, Jesse. It's on the list. All right. Well, let's look up Young Einstein. We're at while we're at it. Then. <laughs> uh, oh, Young Einstein. Oh man, Young Einstein only cost five million to make. God damn, that's a nice. cheap movie. And it made twenty five million, so it made a lot yeah. of money. How did Young Einstein? This might be a movie worthy of a, one of my birthday movies, though. I will say that I do love this movie. Oh, Boy, yeah. uh, Einstein and his dad are really close. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Ah, Tasmanian devils. Hate those bastards. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah, damn it. I love Yahoo Serious. Mr. Accident was his last film that he put out in America. Uh, it's uh, not great. It doesn't even have a budget or how much money it made. <laughs> oh, that's not a good sign. Let's see. Let's see. I'm just looking here. So while while you're looking at that, um, Mike Myers also says that the performance of Stuart McKenzie, his father in the movie, is actually based heavily on his real life father. Which makes sense because he said before that Shrek is based on his father. Which makes that that made me wish I had met Mike Myers' father because... <laughs> Stuart is fantastic. Head pants. No. You know what's wild is his mom had a thick British accent. Really? Yeah, that's why he does such a uh, such a good British accent. Well, that's interesting. They met each other because obviously they're both from UK, and uh, that's why he's been he took a bunch of British roles. That's why Austin Powers was a thing. Uh, that's why he's his British accent's really good in Inglorious Bastards. Because he was able to mimic his mother's accent. Oh, and but they moved. They moved to Canada, so he was also uh, what's his face that worked for Canterbury Glass. Uh, and, oh yeah, um, him and Michael Shannon and uh, uh, we did it. It was on our list. Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bird watchers. Yeah, it's a great time of the year to watch birds. Sorry, <laughs> Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon sounds pissed off no matter what he says. Right. <clears throat> Let's see. 
Uh, Go to the cast, because this is what we do on the air. I was really hoping I could find a picture of Mike Myers' dad, and it's not. Oh, wait a minute. He looks like him, if I remember correctly. I think I might have found uh, Paul Canterbury of Canterbury Glass, manufacturer of glass eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Any kind of glass except for actual glass. <laughs> <laughs> I do. For, I forgot that line. There's a callback to an episode we did a while back. Yeah. It's so good. Although every, every time I think of uh, Mike Myers' father... In my head, I think Michael Caine. <clears throat> Got an issue? Is a tissue. <laughs> Shat on a turtle. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> man. So good. Anyway. You have any special notes? Uh, no, we pretty much went through them. I want to look at what Heed has done real quick since... Uh, since this movie, oh, he was a Mighty Ducks. Yeah, he's uh less. He, he's in a couple things. Like you would know him from things. Yeah, yeah, the Mighty Ducks, Argo. He was uncredited though, because he's like the he's like a skinny redhead guy. Yeah, but not that one skinny redhead guy <laughs> that plays the other skinny redhead guy in everything. What the what? Oh, he he was in Home Alone. That's right. Yeah, he's, he's one of the one of the kids. Yeah. Yep. Right. Okay. Anyway, that's all I got. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have a lot of notes because I will admit it's one of those films that I actually enjoyed watching. So I kind of was like into it. Like most of my notes are from the first like twenty minutes when it's bad. This movie is one of the rare movies that gets better as it goes on. But yeah. a little rough. A little rough at the beginning. But you know what? If you're looking for a fun romantic movie for Valentine's Day, and you want to have fun with it, and you don't want to take anything too seriously. I think this is a good option. I think this yeah. is a good a good option for Valentine's Day. The fiance and watched a nice it with me. And she loved story it. in there. All right. Well, cool. Jesse. Speaking of love stories, you know who we both love? Joe Morton. Joe Morton. <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can hold this. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Ah, St. Joe dying every episode for our sins. <laughs> um, this time it is my turn. I, I think we might have the same one. I Well, okay. I, also, I think I've used this one before. So I pulled three different ones. I got it in one. I meant, okay, so I've got it in, I've got a one. I have two twos. I meant to ask you before we recorded which movie you use. Is is your one related to the movie Speed Two? No. Oh, okay. Go ahead then. Nice. Okay. Um. So, I'm gonna use one of the twos because I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. Uh, the okay. one I have not seen the movie. So okay. Of the twos, I'm gonna pick the one I like the most. I'm gonna go Phil Hartman to Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jingle All the Way. Put Hell the yeah. goddamn cookie down. Put that cookie down. <laughs> and uh, Arnold to Joe and Terminator 2. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the one yeah. that I had was Debbie Mazar to Joe in a movie called Trouble on the Corner, uh, but I have not seen it. So I, I don't want to use the one that I haven't seen the movie. 
I have not seen that either. Yeah. So well, what do you got? I chose legendary character actor Mike Haggerty. Okay. Who shows up in almost every single Michael Myers movie, by the way. Uh, they're just good friends. Mike Haggerty uh, is... <laughs> Man, can you believe this? I, I'm sorry. I'm taking it Wade's roller. He's like, can you believe this? They charge me this much. Yeah, it does make you want to go in there and just murder them, make <laughs> rip out a still beating heart. And, I don't know. I just want to write a strongly worded letter. Jeez. But Mike Haggerty is in Speed Two. He's he's uh he's 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 like a cameo in there. He's not there for long. He's wearing a tux in yeah. it. He's got like the hot wife. But I just like Mike Haggerty. So when I see him, I'm like, oh hey, I know a lot of movies that guy's in. Very he's in nice. Friends. Uh, he was like a returning guy on friends i think he played the handyman of the apartment complex oh yeah 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 he's the truck driver friend of kurt russell in uh great trouble little china uh he's the hot nuts get your hot nuts here from uh the second awesome powers movie yeah he's he's just one of those guys that i always enjoy so yeah him and joe were in speed two together very nice but again i think i've used that before whenever we did Space truckers. Hey, if it works, it works, man. Because my other two was Phil Hartman and Dan Aykroyd and Coneheads and uh, Dan to uh, Joe oh, and Blues Brothers, Brothers 2000. 2000, yeah. So. Makes sense. But I jingle all the way is just. It, oh, it's I a bad movie. I like Coneheads. It's a classic, but Jingle All the Way is a really good movie. <laughs> I love Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Like uh, that movie made money, so we not gonna, we won't be able to do it, right? It's a bomb in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put chains around you. <laughs> oh, your wife's cookies. <laughs> Phil Hartman again. Yeah. So good, by yeah. the way. Put the cookie down. <laughs> I'm just eating one of your wife's cookies. <laughs> oh, man, that movie made a lot of money. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, that it did. more than doubled its budget. Yeah, there will never do that one. I mean, who knows? We get to pick our Christmas movie. <laughs> True. You know. Usually we choose a failure, but we could choose a we could I, I, we could choose a not failure. We make the fucking rules, man. Yeah, we don't do whatever we, don't, we want. We don't need no stinking badges. Hell no. Ching uh, all the way is great though. <laughs> uh, I need a turbo mandal. <laughs> you can't bench press your way out of this one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Two legends right there. Two absolute <laughs> legends. Oh, yeah. My name is John Johnson, but everyone here calls me Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> Love Vicky. Uh, Rest in peace, Phil Hartman. God damn it. What a funny fucking individual. Right. Uh, well, Jesse, as we are slowly winding down to the end here, I only have a few more questions left for you on this uh, beautiful Valentine's Day. And uh, this is one of the most important questions I got for you. Should it bomb? One, two, three, four. Three, two, one, zero. But I hope the movie Old fails as good as I hope it does. But that doesn't make any fucking sense, Brandon. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> uh, no. Not a chance. Wholeheartedly agree. I do understand that there are some bad parts in this, but Mike Myers is very charming. The pacing is terrible, and some of the writing is is very off. This movie, if it was polished by anybody that knows what they're doing, this would have been a hit. 
And if it would have been a few years later, to be honest. Right. So really enjoyed it. Almost got fucking Sean Connery to play his father in this, by the way. That's wild. Sean Connery was like ready to sign, but he was doing a movie at the time. So it, uh, he couldn't get in there. That's when Mike Myers like, I can play my own dad. <laughs> Which is this one of the first films where uh, Mike Myers played multiple characters and he continued uh, to do that for the rest of his career. Well, yeah, this was definitely the gateway drug then because I have, it seems like every movie he's in now, he does that. Oh yeah, uh, at least a cameo of himself and as a, another and there's different. a Scottish guy. Yeah, that too. Because <laughs> even Fat Bastard is pretty similar to Shrek. <laughs> Left a rosebud for ya. <laughs> oh my god, turtle head poking out. <laughs> we apologize. To- my neck does look like a vagina. <laughs> we apologize <laughs> to the Scottish people for our horrible reenactment. Of oh yeah, we're sorry, guys. We're just stupid fat Americans. I'm sorry to the Austrian people for my uh, Arnold accent. That's true. That too. That too. Although <laughs> I do say they're just like him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> How does that kid know how to say his name right? If the, all he's ever heard his entire life is Jaime. Right. I guess. It's you know there. what I think the uh, key to a good Arnold impression is? It's not the yelling because everyone can do the no. Right. Put that cookie down. It's doing the regular talking. Yeah. That's what Todd, he talks like he kind of rambles on and goes into the thing and he does stuff. It doesn't quite make sense. And, you know, he's got to, <laughs> and he like lift up with that. Ra- the raspiness only exists in his higher octaves and the lower octaves. He's just like, I, I, you know, he's, and a lot of people just go immediately to the, ah, <laughs> and it's not always a, ah, yep. but fun stuff. I love an Arnold well, person. One of my favorite <clears throat> interviews, just, quote interviews with Arnold ever was a I think it was Men's Health did an interview of him about his diet and what's in his fridge and what's in his gym, oh, yeah. and it's just it's it's him being funny, but also being serious at the same time. And he hates milk. He's he's the great comedian Arnold Braunschweiger. <laughs> From Last uh, Action, how much did the Last Action Hero make? It oh, that made, it made definitely up. a failure, right? No, I don't think it was. I think it made a crap load of money. A cartoon cat just walked into the precinct and they'll do it again tomorrow. <laughs> Cause it had such a good bad guy, such a good good guy. Oh, it did lose well, worldwide it made its money. Let's take a look here. Officially speaking, its budget was eighty five million, the box office was hundred thirty seven million, making it a minor failure. Yeah. Um Mm. Oh, it's a week after Jurassic Park. Yikes. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger told him to postpone the release because Arnold, he knew that Jurassic Park was going to be a huge deal. You know what? It may end up on the list. Who knows? We'll see what, we'll see what happens. Because we're going to we're gonna need movies. Cause you know what? Nothing, they consider it a failure, though. Everything it's can't suck all the bomb. time. Yeah, add it to the list. Add it to the list. Yeah. If you have a movie you want us to add to the list, by the way, let us know. For sure. Yeah. Send us a message. You can also send it to us in the Discord. You know, we'll talk about that at the end. Jack Slater is <laughs> Hamlet. <laughs> to, be, to be or not, not to, to be. be. <laughs> not to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. 
There's no good night for this sweet prince. (laughs) (laughs) You always wanted to be a farmer. He has a couple of acres. (laughs) Fucking kicks him in the nuts. What a good joke. Actually, the the Arnold Schwarzenegger clip that's in the uh, it's a bomb. Should it, you know, should it bomb? It's from, there, from yeah. Last Action Hero. Yeah, it's Jack Slater yelling that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember his name. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm the famous comedian Arnold Braunschweiger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what's next week? Oh, next week. I had my notes pulled away. Caught me off guard. Unprepared. Unprepared. <gasps> This place houses a security system rivaling most nuclear silos. First, we have to get in the casino cages, which takes more than a smile. Next, through these doors, each one requiring a different code changed every 12 hours. Past those, the elevator, where it gets a little tricky. That's from 2001's Ocean's Eleven. Not a bad movie. I enjoyed that movie. I enjoy those Uh, Ocean's films. I don't know if I'll enjoy the next one, because it is 2020's Call of the Wild. (sighs) I um, I didn't even know there was a Call of the Wild in 2020. I I know this movie because I like this Jack London book a lot. Yeah. I read it in school, and it's a very good book. But I was like, I remember going, "Oh, Harrison Ford. Okay, that's okay. All right, I don't mind this cast." And then I heard that they weren't using a real dog, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. So I I did not see it in theaters or anything like that. I skipped it completely. So it'll be a fresh viewing for me. Wow. Okay. I did see the one from like the seventies, though. Didn't Jack London also write White Fang? Uh, I feel sure. like he did. Let's look. Jack let's London, look White Fang, yes. Yeah, Call the Wild, White Fang, yeah, yeah. Uh, sea Wolf, very good, by the way. Dude's Star got Rover, a thing pretty for good. Wolves. Oh, the little lady of the bug house also good. The little lady in the big house is pretty good if you haven't read that one. It's one of the few like views from a women woman standpoint. It's pretty interesting. I like Jack London though. A lot of nature stuff in there, but uh, just an interesting writer. But anyway, that's either here or there. That's not what we're talking about. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. This week, what we're going to talk about is what are you watching? Do I know they're bad? Yes, I know they're bad. Do I accept that they're bad? Yes, I accept that they're bad. 1999's The Astronaut's Wife. Well, I am not watching a whole heck of a lot. So I've been rewatching Letter Kenny. Oh, yeah, it's on its last season. Oh, I love that show so much. Uh, I started started watching Shorzy, trying to work my way through Shorzy. Okay, yeah. I like Shorzy. I think yeah. Shorzy is better written as I, a show. Yes, yes. I think that Letterkenny has funnier bits. Yes, 100%. Shorzy's more about story. Letterkenny's about them having conversations. Jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you I think they'd make uh, jet skis for ants. <laughs> that whole conversation <laughs> is so good. <laughs> like, a tuba t- like a tuba tennis ball is hanging there. A three pack? No, four pack. Like a, police, like a policeman's flashlight from the 1980s hanging there. <laughs> oh, what a fun show. You know what? Good oh, the, for him. The, the poor, yeah, good for Stuart. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. 
The dog's not going to think he did anything bad if you talk to him like that. He's no, he did bad. I'm going <laughs> to just beat him up and put him in a shuckle because he did so bad. <laughs> Can't talk to him like that. The dog thinks you're playing with him. He knows I'm being serious. He knows he's a bad boy. <laughs> and the porn uh, conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's not a, it's not a question. Put a, little, put a little pepper on it. The steak conversation. Oh, S and is the way for me, bud. S&P. Three minutes S and P is good for me. <laughs> you're about uh, to get striped. You're about to get striked. Do you want to get striked? <laughs> the the baseball tossing scene where they're talking about uh, kissing yeah. the ears and stuff. Yeah. Oh, so good. You know, I, uh, I don't like getting kissed in the ear. Uh, I keep my ears pretty clean, but sometimes a tater rolls out of there. <laughs> yeah. uh, the sushi one. Sushis oh. and sashimis. Yeah. Oh, oh I've got so much sashimi. time for sushis. <laughs> what about sashimi? You know, Do you ever I, have sashimi? I, I, I just don't think so. those words need S's at the end of them. <laughs> what about sashimi? You ever try sashimis? Oh, I've got so much time for sashimis. <laughs> the, the fiance and I say that to each other all the time when we're going to the sushi store. We're like, oh, we got so much time for sushis. <laughs> yeah, you're one play. <laughs> your spare parts. <laughs> Uh, Such a good show. <laughs> it's it's very quotable. Holy crap, is quotable. Yeah. And, then and there was there was shit boat. on the turlet. <laughs> the turlet. <laughs> Anita Cox and uh, yeah. there was shit on the Uranus and shit <laughs> on the turlet. <laughs> well, when you introduced the uh, what's his name, the, the the father. Oh my god, what's his name? The uh, oh, McCready. Oh yeah, he him and his wife are hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, there's not a bad character on that show. No, no. If you haven't watched it and you like just funny stuff, if you're not worried about a good story and you just want to laugh at bits, watch Letterkenny. If you want to watch a good story, it's also funny. Yeah. Watch Shorzy. What What are you doing there? Give your nuts well, a tug. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> well, you're breathing and put your boot on. So the other thing, crossing your legs. Well, that's just put my boots on. But you're crossing your legs. <laughs> well, I, it, I believe that uh, less time a man spends bent over, the better. <laughs> so good. Um, so the uh, the game that I've been playing. Oh is, yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, is uh, Pal World because everybody's playing Pal World right now, and I'm I, like, uh, I held off. I I needed to try it. It was on Xbox Live or on oh, Xbox Game me, Pass, I'm, and I'm like, eh. I'm I'm earning. I'm I'm wanting to play it. I mean, I don't have any free time right now. It's I, it's not bad to be completely honest. It it's not <clears throat> not really a game style that I play. It's a tower defense when it comes right down to the you know. Uh, it, it itches the collector's uh, scrot, as it were. You know, um, you got guns, uh, kind of a Minecrafty progression thing, building stuff. I mean, it itches a lot of scratches. You know what I mean? But got that Pokemon collector's thing in there. Yeah, I don't know about the longevity of the game. Uh, I haven't played with people. That might add a whole new aspect to it. Uh, whenever game uh, the Xbox version gets uh, dedicated servers to where you can play alone with your friends, I will be all in and I will try it for you know completely at that point. This at this point, I was just kind of playing through, gave it a couple hours. Hey, for free, it's fantastic. Thirty bucks, pushing it, but probably still worth a buy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, I'll have to give it a try. Yeah, 
Um, <clears throat> and then the book I'm going to suggest, uh, I believe it was either last episode or the episode before, I talked about a series of books I started called Sandman Slim by mm-hmm. uh, Richard Cadry. Um, yeah. I finished the first one. Uh, very good. Fantastic story. Loved it. And I have I have uh, picked up and I'm ready to read another book by him called The Everything Box. And okay. it is a, I forget how they phrased it. It, it. It's a coop, another coop heist. Um, is what they is what they say because it's a uh, uh, coop is the, the like the main character. Uh, <clears throat> so let's see here. The synopsis is uh, 2000 BC. A beautiful, ambitious angel stands on a mountaintop, surveying the world and its little inhabitants below. He smiles because soon the last of humanity who survived the great flood will meet its end too, and he should know. He's going to play a big part in it. Our angel usually doesn't get to do field work, and if he does well, he's certain he'll get a big promotion. So now it's time. The angel reaches into his pocket for the instrument of humanity's doom. Must be in the other pocket. He frantically begins to pat himself down. Dejected, he realizes he's lost the object. Looking over the earth at all that could have been, the majestic angel utters a single word. Crap. (laughs) And it talks about, let's see, 2015, a thief named Coop specialist in purloining magical items steals and delivers a small box to the mysterious client who engages his services. Coop doesn't know this laugh job could be the end of him and the rest of the world. Interesting. Yeah. So that sounds fun. So I picked that up because Sandman Slam was beautifully written. Okay. Sounds like a fun series. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. How about you? Uh, well, uh, well, let's start with the game. Uh, I'm playing a little RPG. It's not a very big one. Uh, it's called Sea of Stars. Uh, it's very old school. Um, nothing groundbreaking about it. It's just a nice, relaxing uh, playthrough of like a classic Super Nintendo RPG, which is just nice sometimes. I'm, yeah. I'm playing a lot of big, flashy shooting games, and it was nice to kind of sit back and play something a little normal and, and tame. For sure. Uh, as far as watching, though, I saw the Royal Rumble and I loved it. I OK, I guess kind of to admit on here, I don't know if anybody knows this uh, as far as our listeners go. I'm a wrestling fan. I like wrestling. Not like one of those guys that's like obsessed with it. And yes, before you even get it, I know it's fake. I just, <sighs> that's the most annoying fucking thing. People, you know, it's fake. So it's every fucking thing else, idiot. <laughs> every fucking thing else is fake. Guess what? I like to get high and watch gorgeous women and beefy men slap meat against each other. I can give a fuck less how real it is. I enjoy the over-the-top soap opera storylines, and I enjoy the choreography of a fun fight. That's as simple as it fucking is. Yeah. So now you're talking about the like the actual Royal Rumble, the wrestling match, right? Yeah, it was last week. Okay. Or that's it was, what. Yeah, it was like the 27. Ago, as of recording, it was yeah. even further. Okay. Uh, it's like two weeks ago as of our real time, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was a, it was good. It was, it, it was predictable because they are oh. in a situation right now where they're doing a big transition. Cause McMahon is a creep and getting fired and he's gone now in this real life, not fake story. Yeah. Uh, and Lesnar also yep. is getting fired cause he's a creep. So they have to a change up in a lot of what's going on. 
And right now, kind of not, I wouldn't say universally because there are people out there that can't stand him, but most people like him. Cody Rhodes um, is getting pushed to be the new champ, which makes sense because people are very tired of Roman. He's been the champ for like six years or something like that. It's ridiculous. It's like the third longest uh, title reign ever after Hogan and Bruno Sammartino. And they're never going to get Bruno's because back when he was wrestling, they only wrestled like every three months. So, of course, he held the belt for like eight years, you know. But it, it's just, I don't know. I'm ready for Cody to get it. I like Cody Rhodes. I like Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes stood up for other wrestlers back in the day, and he was punished because of it. And the way he was punished was by never getting a belt and always having to kind of be a goofy character. Um, but, he, you know, I just enjoy seeing someone, as Cody puts it, finish the story to get a belt in that family. Very nice. Um, so, yeah, that was Royal Rumble. I really liked it. I am excited for the next few weeks of raw and I'm excited for uh, WrestleMania actually. So I, I, next week I will be going to a live recording of raw. That's going to be here in St. Louis. So on very the next nice. episode, I will report in on that. Cool. I'm going to go see Argyle very soon. Um, I want to see that. The only reason I didn't see it, cause I usually wait after opening night. I usually wait to the second night to see how, if it does poorly, not that the movie's bad. It's got really positive reviews, but financially it's not doing great. So we'll probably have to end up watching it for this show anyway. <laughs> so there is that. Eh, I want to see but it yeah. anyway. So, And as far as the song goes, I wanted to choose a love song, but I don't like choosing the same old love songs. I'm not saying those love songs are bad. There's some great old fashioned love songs out there that I absolutely <laughs> fucking Especially adore. that one. Just an old fashioned love <laughs> song yeah. playing on There's... the radio. <laughs> <laughs> So I chose Bjorns or Borns, if depending on how you want to say it, because there's a accent to the O. Uh, they have a song called Electric Love, and it's very catchy and fun. And if you listen to the lyrics, it's very sweet because it's just like him using metaphors to describe the woman he's in love with. And it's very fun. Uh, you want to play a little bit of that right here? Good synth thing going on. Oh yeah, he's got a real nice groove. Yeah. I like his voice. Oh yeah, I love the vibe. Ooh, the bass drop. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. Oh yeah, it gets. It's just, it's just uh, kind of cute and catchy. Feels like something that should be in a movie. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I, and the band's good. Listen to more of them. It's uh, B O R N S, all uh, all caps, called Borns. The O generally has an accent mark through it, but if you look for a regular O, you'll find it. That was called Electric Love. Uh, they're good. I really enjoy them. They're they're kind of laid back, fun indie, with a little bit of electronica to them. Just the good stuff. Yeah, that was 2014. Yeah, it's a bit older. I I mean, obviously, I'm I'm nearing 40, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I get that. <laughs> I pick up music slower and slower. Yeah, I just learned this week that there's new Thirty Second to Mars songs. There are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's for okay. some reason trying to sound like Post Malone. Oh, yeah. If you listen to it, you'll go, "Well, he's definitely trying to imitate Post Malone." Uh, it's very weird. Very I, weird. Anyway. I can tell I'm getting older because when I hear new music, that's the sound I make. Uh, See, I like Post Malone, uh, but it's not considered new music anymore. Well, it's true. Now it's true. what Jelly Roll and I. That's the only person I've heard of recently. 
Man, <laughs> those I kids can get off of my lawn. I know, I know Suki's new, but she's an idiot. Don't call her a musician because she'll get mad. Say she's not a magician. <laughs> it, it's dude. Look up <laughs> Suki thinks musician is magician. It's a really funny interview. She gets straight up pissed <laughs> that she's being called a musician. She goes, "I'm not a musician. I make music. What are you talking about? I make music." She goes, "Yeah, so you're a musician." She's like, "Ah, oh, no." She's like, she's fucking mad. It's like, lady, oh, you idiot. Man. Like, that is what you are. You are a musician. It's really funny. <laughs> That's fantastic. And if somebody changed her fucking Wikipedia page, or if you pull it up, it says that she's an entertainer and magician. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that's what I've been uh, I've been watching. So uh, as we come to the end of the show, we know it's Valentine's Day. I want to send our love out to all you guys. You guys uh, are the reason we're here. And, you know, we know that sometimes you guys look at Jesse and I as a, a lovely couple and we give you our ear babies. And uh, <laughs> and if they wanted to say thank you for the ear babies, where would they send those regards, Jesse? Yeah, I'd rather them not. But if they need to, <laughs> if they feel compelled to do it, that would be the uh, the bobspod.com. It would be the easiest way to figure that out. Um, and I mentioned the Discord earlier. A link to that Discord is in that website. Uh, it's a really fast, easy way to get a hold of me. I don't know if you're on there yet. I don't think I've seen you join. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, but that that just that cues in to Brandon's age because I'm an I IT. I am on Threads, but I ne- I, have, I don't think I I've made one post. So mm, no, I, I think look. you know what I posted my very first post to Threads. I've been on there since the very beginning, day one. My very first post on Threads is to Pizza Hut asking them where I would get information on them catering a wedding. (laughs) And I haven't posted shit since. And you know what? Just for the enigma of it all, that might be my only post on Threads ever. (laughs) That would be funny. The one and only post. Yeah. Who knows? Uh... (laughs) Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Happy Valentine's Day. Play it safe if you know what I'm saying. If you can't be safe, name it after me. (laughs) (laughs) Silence. You good? Okay. Are we done? We done with them? Yeah. We we can let them go? Yeah, I think so. I think we're done. All right. Oh, yeah. Wait. Now we're done. Cool. You want laser raptors? Because that's how you get laser raptors. I hate you know so much. I hated the colonel with his wee beady eyes and that smug look on his face. Oh, you're gonna buy my chicken. Dad, how can you hate the colonel? Because he puts an addictive chemical in his chicken that makes you crave it fortnightly, smart arse. Interesting. Cuckoo.